0: Prologue. On the eve of the Reformation, the Roman Catholic Church was a bath with two very dirty babies in it. One was doctrine and the other was works. Both were so dirty they were almost unrecognizable. The reformers recognized the doctrine baby and saved it, but failed to see the works baby and threw it out with the dirty bathwater. Well within a century of the English Reformation and the dissolution of the monasteries, the government was passing poor laws to keep those who were no longer being cared for by the monastic system. Of course, this is a complex subject and I am painting it with a very broad brush. A detailed examination of this subject will reveal its complexities. I am not claiming that the reformers had no works at all any more than the Roman Catholics had no doctrine. The real issue is one's understanding of the nature of both doctrine and works. Nevertheless, the fact that one of the long-term consequences of the Reformation was that care of the poor and sick passed from the church, however badly administered, to the state, under which it has been even more badly administered and with portentous prospects for the future of Western civilization socially and politically, as a prodigious indication of the problem. Our modern social dilemma and the rise of socialism and the welfare state, which is secular humanism's defective and ungodly answer to that dilemma, is the consequence of a half-cocked reformation. Moreover, there were two reformations, not one. The magisterial and the radical. The magisterial Reformation ultimately failed and gave way to the radical Reformation, which has now triumphed in the Protestant world, thereby corrupting almost beyond recognition the doctrine that the magisterial Reformation saved from the dirty bathwater of the Roman Catholic Church. As a consequence, Protestantism, like Catholicism, is now over. It has taken 500 years for the full implications of this defective half-cocked reformation to become manifest and its inadequacy clearly understood. Though most Protestants even now fail to recognize the truth staring them in the face. As always, the real answer to the dilemma lies with a full-scale renaissance of the Christian faith, not another half-cocked reformation which will achieve nothing. The purpose of this book is to propose a way forward to the realization of that full-scale renaissance of the Christian faith.